Thank you so much for joining us today and listening to a PCF podcast. We believe listening to the Word of God will change your life. God bless you as you continue listening to this podcast. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your presence this morning in the room. Thank you, Lord, that we bring our hearts before you today and we say, I want to have a soft, pliable heart in front of you today. We want to hear your words, not allow them to just bounce off our hearts and not be received, but we want to listen with real ears today, heart ears. We want to see with our, our spiritual eyes today and receive from you. In Jesus' name, amen. I don't know if there's anyone in the room like me who quite enjoys a, a crime sort of series or a whodunit. Does anyone like, like that? They enjoy those crime dramas of who did what, and I like to almost visualize myself as this invisible person that creeps into the jury and sits down, and, and I get intrigued by the, 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 the arguments and the accusations, and I just get drawn in, and I, I try and figure out before the verdict's read, am I right, am I wrong? Anyone like that? It's all about like seeing the crime and finding out who has the stains of the crime and the accusations and then getting the verdict and seeing the person punished. But interesting, isn't it, that each one of us carries stains. Stains of one kind or another, we carry stains. They might not be bad enough to imprison us, take us to court, put us behind bars, but we do. And some of these stains that we carry around us actually do imprison us. They put us behind walls that are so high, so strong of insurmountable guilt that actually no one goes in and no one comes out. Today, my sermon I've titled for you, Who Do You Say He Is? Who do you say he is? The stains that we often carry perhaps are those that say, I'm not good enough. I wasn't good enough as a child. I'm not good enough as an adult. And I actually can't turn back time and fix that. I sometimes carry the stains of compromised integrity, perhaps achieving things in the wrong sort of way. Perhaps I carry the stains of abuse, of what I've said, of what I've done to others. Perhaps I carry the stains of lying and deception to get where I want to go, to get to what I want to do, destroying relationships in the process. Perhaps I carry the stains of selfishness. Sad that we all do carry some sort of stain. We get accused, though, by others, and we also accuse ourselves for our own stains. You know, the lead-up to Jesus' death was very much like a trial, if you think about it. It's, it's recorded in the four Gospels, and you'll see it there in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, how the trial began. And I want to start today with the garden the Garden of Gethsemane. Here's Jesus alone. He's in the garden and he's praying. He's praying and he's sweating drops of blood. 
the trial has begun because people walk into this garden. It's the Jewish police, it's the lieutenant and the soldiers and they grab him and they tie him up and they take him away. They take him away to Annas who is the high priest's father-in-law, Cephas, and they interrogate him all night long. Imagine being interrogated all night long. Then in the morning, the chief priests, the elders, the teachers of religion, the entire Supreme Court, they meet to discuss how they can have Jesus executed. That seems like they've found a verdict before a trial to me. So they decide, yes, they'll have Jesus taken away by armed God to Pontius Pilate, the Roman governor. Let's go with Jesus. Let's imagine that you're in the courtroom today. Imagine, just for a little bit, that you're seated there. Who was present at Jesus' trial? Well, it was the chief priests, the elders, the teachers of religion, the entire Supreme Court. There was Pontius Pilate, he was there. King Herod was involved, the general public, two thieves and soldiers. So much finger-pointing. So many accusations for the stains that Jesus carried. It seemed like the whole world was against Jesus. But what was Jesus' stains? What could we say his stains were? Well, those chief priests and elders and Supreme Court, they said, we accuse you of being the Son of God. That was your stain. They accused him of being Christ, the chosen God. They accused him of being king of Israel, leading the people astray, saying, oh, don't pay your taxes to Caesar. What was Jesus' stain? Pilate questioned. You're saying you're the king of the Jews. Soldiers mocked him. King of the Jews. People scoffed him and said, well, if you were the son of God, you would save yourself. The Jews accused him of calling himself a king and speaking against Caesar. Criminals ridiculed him, said, well, if you really were the son of God, you'd save yourself and us. These were Jesus' stains. Were they true? Were they false? What's your crime? What's your stain? Do you sometimes feel like for the stains that you've committed, you, you've been tied up like Jesus that night? You lie in your bed interrogated by the thoughts of your stains? In the early morning, do you still have your accusers raging in your mind for the things that you've done, for the stains that you've committed? Who are your accusers? Is it your friends? Is it your family? Is it your co-workers? Or is it actually you? Are you your biggest accuser? What did Jesus say about those stains? Hmm. Interesting, he said to each of his accusers, guilty as charged. To the chief priest, they asked him, are you the son of God? And he said, it is as you say, guilty of my stain. He said, Pilate said to him, are you the king of the Jews? And he said, it is as you say, guilty as charged. 
In John 18, verse 37, he says, Pilate therefore said to him, Are you then a king? And Jesus answered, You say rightly that I am a king. For this cause I was born, and for this cause I have come into the world, that I should bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth hears my voice. In the New Living, it says, Pilate says, You are a king then? Jesus said, I was born for this purpose. I came to bring truth to the world, to all who love the truth are my followers. You see, Jesus was born for this reason. He was born for the purpose of telling the truth. Yes, guilty as charged for his stains. Even Paul refers to it in Timothy. Timothy 1 Timothy 6.13 says, Jesus gave a fearless testimony before Pontius Pilate. This one act of our Lord Jesus Christ was so courageous. It was his confession to the truth of who he is. To Pilate, to his accusers, to the whole of the world, yes, he is the Son of God. Yes, he is the King of the Jews. Yes, he is a king, but he's not an earthly king. He's an almighty king above this world and everything in it and above and below. He is king. Guilty as charged. But interesting, who believed him? Who believed him in this court case? Well, I think Pilate got to the stage where he couldn't handle it anymore. And he said, you know, when you've had those schoolroom fights, I'm sure some of the boys will know what I'm talking about, although I have seen some girls pulling out hair. But you get to the point in the classroom where we can't get to a solution, and then we say, come on, let's take it outside. Let's rumble. Let's get our punches out. And this is what happened. It went outside. Pilate said to the Jews, Behold your king. And they cried out, Away with him. Away with him. Crucify him. Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? And the chief priests answered, We have no king but Caesar. Ooh, what hypocrites. Have you ever thought of that statement? They have no other king but Caesar. Did they... Th have Caesar as their king, the Jews? I wonder if that was a threat to Pilate. Well, then they delivered him up to be crucified. They took Jesus and led him away. And Pilate wrote a title and put it on the cross. And the writing was, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. And then many of the Jews read this title for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Hebrew and Greek and Latin. Therefore the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Don't write the king of the Jews. But he said, I am the king of the Jews. And Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. Pilate wrote truth. These were Jesus' stains. Jesus was. They took it outside. They took him up on the cross. They said, let's fight. He was placed between two thieves, and the thieves started to throw insults on Jesus. And they said, well, if you were this God, this Christ, then come on, save us and save yourself. 
But then Jesus cries out in a loud voice for all to hear. Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. I think something happened inside the thief's heart that day when he heard that voice. Listen to the conversation as it's recorded. The other criminal protested, Don't you even fear God when you are dying? We deserve to die for our evil deeds. But this man hasn't done one thing wrong. And then he said, Jesus, remember when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus replied, Today you'll be with me in paradise. This is my solemn promise. Did one believe? Did one believe the truth? I think he saw that. He saw Jesus cry out and say, Forgive them, for they do not know what they're doing. Suddenly, the thief's eyes were open because he says, Don't you even fear God? He suddenly recognized Jesus as being God. We deserve to die for our stains, for our evil stains that we carry, yet he is the one forgiving everybody else of their stains. He recognized Jesus as being God. Did something happen on his heart when he saw him saying, forgive them? Is he saying, forgive them to you? He wants to forgive you of your stains today. He recognized that Jesus had a kingdom. Look at that. He said, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Not just an earthly kingdom. He recognized Jesus as a king. And today you'll be with me. It's a solemn promise. Had he read the sign? I wonder. He said on the sign that Pilate had put above his head, Jesus of Nazareth, King of the Jews. Many read this. This is the argument that the Jewish people said, don't put that on Jesus' head. We wanted to say, he said he's the King of the Jews. Now, I don't know if about you, but if you go into a courtroom, hearsay is inadmissible. You can't use hearsay. You can only use truth. And Pilate said, I'm not putting that on there. I am putting on there. He is the king of the Jews. What did he write it in? He wrote it in Greek. He wrote it in Latin. And he wrote it in Hebrew. And I believe it represents this. In Greek, he wrote, he is king over culture and education. He is king over Latin, which represents the law and the order. He wrote it in Hebrew because he's king over religion. He is king of kings over everything. That is what Pilate put above his head. It is written, and I'm not changing it. He's king over our culture and our education. He's king over our law and order. He's king over Everything, even religion. One thief, one thief recognized and was in awe that this 
was the son of God on the cross. One king, one thief said, I want to be with you in paradise. I recognize you have a kingdom. And Jesus promised him and said, solemnly, without a doubt, you will be with me in paradise. Jesus' kingdom is all about forgiveness and removal of stains. Jesus' kingdom is always about acceptance and removal of stains. For those who will come and say, I believe the truth, the witness of the truth, I believe it. For you, for me, for the thief, for all the accusers, he's the one who will remove your stains. Jesus is being a witness to you today. I'm perhaps laying out a, a mock trial, but he's being a witness to you today. Do you believe him? We are guilty. Guilty as charged for our stains, aren't we? We deserve, like the thief, to die for our stains. Sentenced to eternal death. But you know what? If we believe Jesus and we believe what he did for us, his death sentence for his stains gives us a life free from stains. His death sentence for his stains gives us a life stain-free. I love what it says in the message. It says it so powerfully, and listen in. This is how much God loved the world, that he gave his only son, the one and only son. And this is why, so that no one need be destroyed by believing in him, anyone can have a whole and lasting life. God didn't go to all this trouble of sending his son merely to point out the accusing finger, telling the world how bad it is. He came to help, to put the world right again. Anyone who trusts in him is acquitted. Anyone who refuses to trust in him, long since been under the death sentence without knowing it. And why? It's all because of the person's failure to believe the truth of the one of the kind, Son of God, when introduced to him. Will you believe the truth? You can be acquitted if you believe the truth. He will remember you too if you will believe the truth. And you will be with him forever if you will believe the truth. So let's rewind and go take your seat back inside the juror's room. And let's just ponder, just for a little bit, of what's been presented before you. Ponder the evidence, ponder the truth. You remember when Jesus was hanging on the cross, it was near the city, and the scripture that I read you earlier in John said that many of the Jews walked by the cross and read the sign, but not many believed. Now it's your turn. You've heard the stains. You've heard what Jesus has said. You've heard who believed him. Now it's your turn. Who do you believe? What do you believe? Is he your king? Is he king over your culture? Is he king over your education? Is he king over your law and order? Is he king over your religion? 
Is he king over your life? Is he the son of God to you? Do you believe that he's removed your stains? Are you assured like the thief, if you were to die today, that you would be with him? Who do you say he is?